My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At daybreak on the first day of the week, the women who had come from Galilee with Jesus took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were puzzling over this, behold, two men in dazzling garments appeared to them. They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. They said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and announced all these things to the eleven and to all the others. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. The others who accompanied them also told them this to the apostles. But their story seemed like nonsense, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, bent down and saw the burial cloths alone. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. It was the story that everybody was talking about, whether they were following him or not, whether they were interested in what he was about or not. He had been written off and considered finished, and just one Sunday changed everything. That Sunday, everyone seemed to be fascinated and intrigued, and they all celebrated the news with great joy and excitement, announcing he's back. Of course, I'm talking about Tiger Woods. (laughs) The golf pro who won his first majors in 11 years last week when he won their masters for the fifth time. That's exactly how it was described on the front pages of the New York Post. He's back. Now, I'll be honest, I hate golf. I'm not even a fan of miniature golf. So it's not like I'm well-versed in all the ins and outs of the sport. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who, despite all that, has still gotten drawn in and got to know all about Tiger Woods, who has been an international story for decades. The now 43-year-old became a professional golfer at the young age of 20. And very quickly he captured people's fascination. How could this this young man accomplish so many feats so quickly in such a young sports career? And for such a long time it seemed like he could do no wrong and was as close to perfection as people had ever seen. All kinds of sports writers speculated that early on he would be one of the greatest athletes of all time. 
And then after numerous championships and accolades and praises, big-time endorsement deals, fame, and all the trappings that go with being a celebrity, over the last decade, his reputation was tarnished and diminished after stories of affairs with different women came to light and then were amplified in all forms of mass media. Then came Tiger Woods' failures with drinking and driving. And all that led to him losing those endorsement deals worth millions and millions of dollars. And eventually he had to take a break from professional golfing. He very publicly tried to, to be contrite and announced that he was going into intensive therapy. But by then it was almost too late. His wife and he were divorced. And even though he started to rebound professionally in golf, not too long after, he started to experience all kinds of physical injuries and had to go undergo a couple surgeries. And he struggled so much so that just two years ago, he was telling his closest friends, I'm done. And then a few months later, that seemed to be the case when he was arrested for a DUI again, when police found him asleep in his car at 3 a.m. in a traffic lane with his car running. That's why it was such great big news last week to see him win the Masters in such dramatic fashion as the article that followed that headline that screamed, he's back, opened with the lead paragraph, Tiger roars again. Golfing great Tiger Woods' improbable redemption years after scandal and injuries took what appeared to be an insurmountable toll on his reputation and game is now complete. How and why this is a story that even for those of us who aren't golf fans know and follow is because it's more than just about sports. And it's more than just following celebrities out of curiosity. People are interested and are following it because at the root of it, what is this all about? It speaks to those, those universal desires to be known and to be loved. Who doesn't want their hard work and their efforts to be rewarded and acknowledged and celebrated? And at the same time, if we're honest, who doesn't know all the demons and the temptations and the sins that we struggle with that seem to, to constantly undermine those pursuits? That's why seeing someone like Woods go from one extreme to the other in such a public fashion captures the imagination of even those who aren't interested in golf. And that's why there's even widespread celebration that he's back. Because we hope that what we do is acknowledged and appreciated. And we hope that we too can make a comeback somehow, someday, when we feel that life has kicked us down or we've tripped ourselves up and that's why we're down. And in spite of all those circumstances, we want to be known and we want to be loved too. But the good news is, my brothers and sisters, we already are. And that's what Easter is all about. Those first followers of Jesus, think about all of them. You had men and women, you had fishermen, you had tax collectors. They all came from families. Some had some successes, some had great failures. They had dreams and desires. Some had sinned greatly. Some were in desperate need of healing. 
Some felt rejected and cast away and isolated from the whole of community and society and humanity. And Jesus comes to them, all of them. No one is excluded. And throughout the Gospels, we hear stories of of how they encountered Jesus Christ. In all those years of his public ministry, he kept reaching out to them. He kept telling them that they were known and that they were loved. And sometimes that meant a miraculous healing. Sometimes that meant they were being told that their sins were forgiven and that they could start over, start anew, and they could turn away from those sinful behaviors. But in word and in deed, Jesus transformed their lives. And that created that growing excitement, so much so that they entered into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday thinking, now's the moment. Jesus is coming to town. He's coming to Jerusalem. Our kingdom will be restored now. The Messiah is here. And they had even more dreams and greater anticipation of what Christ the King would be able to accomplish. But within a matter of days, everything fell apart. Jesus is betrayed. He's denied. He's abandoned. He's unjustly arrested and tortured and killed on the cross. And even in that Easter Gospel reading, you could hear the confusion, the disbelief, even the grief. The women go to the tomb looking to perform a sign of reverence and respect on a dead body of the one that they had put all their hopes in, who they saw crucified, and they encountered that empty tomb. The apostles hear this crazy news, and they too go to the tomb as they didn't believe the women. As the gospel says, their stories seemed like nonsense, and they did not believe them. And then we read, Peter goes and sees the empty tomb and is amazed. We know the story. We too can say the words, he's back. But this time it has an even greater effect than last week. Because as great as last Sunday's feat was in Tiger Woods' life, as another chapter in his biography continues to be written, the reality is that there will come a day when he will no longer be able to play golf, either because of injury or self-inflicted wounds or simply age catching up. And his life, in many respects, will be tied to the things of this world and will be judged by them. But for you and I, as followers of the risen Christ, we heard St. Paul tell us in that second reading today, you were raised with Christ. Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not what is of earth. Jesus' victory wasn't about restoring Israel and settling scores with those who who persecuted and killed him. It was about restoring us, our eternal God-given identity. And Jesus' death and resurrection, which we shared in our baptisms, we have become God's beloved sons and daughters. That means we're to look past simply wanting that feedback or admiration for the things that we do here on earth and to live with that awareness of who God's calling us to be, the potential of who we are to become. That means we can't grow lazy or comfortable or defeated by our sins and our experiences with failures and those setbacks and lie to ourselves that that's who we are, 
especially when Jesus literally went to hell and back to free us from that. This means that we're to look past all the fear and the cynicism and the dark hopelessness that we see all around the world and know deep in our heart that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead wants to raise all of us out of these things and wants us to experience the life and the new life that Easter promises. He's back, just as he promised. Jesus is risen from the dead, and we share in that new life as his brothers and sisters, renewing in the good news that we are indeed known and loved. May that joy resonate in our hearts and our lives today and always. Happy Easter.